1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Can't see masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir.
3: Fellas, how's it going?
2: It's going well. I am going to start with a question that I hope makes sense. All right. Is Mike Parsons said that the Cowboys played well enough to beat the Eagles and they have more confidence now. I kind of get what he's saying, but do you understand the fan base? And I'm not going to lie, kind of me a little bit that says, we have more confidence now that we lost. Like, I kind of wish that would be saved for if they won. I hear what he's saying. They went on the road, played close against an excellent team, but they still lost, and it seems weird to me to say now we have more confidence.
3: Well, um, I think they the confidence is that they can play with that team. I mean, and I think it's all being compared to what happened in San Francisco. I get that, yeah. Because, yeah, that was just destruction, right? Uh, and it was, uh, you know, killing your confidence uh, that you couldn't play any better than that against a team that now has lost, what, three in a row? Yeah. Uh, So I think this time around, uh, you know, they were toe-to-toe right down to the last second. So uh, defensively, uh, you know, they know they've got to play better. I thought Dan Quinn uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, yesterday when he was talking about his impressions of the defense and uh, he pointed out two things you know one of the things the Cowboys have done well so far is takeaways and uh, being very good on third down and he pointed out right from the start we didn't get the takeaways and we were not winning on third down Uh, and he goes that's the tough part because you know we're usually pretty good at that so uh, he said, you know, if they, you know, when they get to play them next time, that's got to improve. And if you look at it, they were 7 of 4, 7 of 14 on third down. So that's 50%, right? Uh, way too high. Uh, no takeaways. And they're 2 of 2 on fourth down. So if you add it up, that's 9 of 16. Uh, the Eagles converted on third and fourth down combined. Uh, and you got to be better than that. And that's why, uh, you know, especially in the third. What third quarter when they scored their two touchdowns? Uh, gosh, they had the ball about ten minutes in that quarter and and drove for uh, touchdowns. And so, from a defensive standpoint, yeah, that absolutely uh, has to be uh, much better than than how they played uh, in in that uh, in that uh, in that half. Uh, you know, and it doesn't help uh, on two of their. Uh, touchdown drives uh they they got the start at the 40 yard line right yeah yeah i agree the the rookie kicks he, he he over kicked the kickoff into the wind and it dribbles out at the uh two yard line right and i'll guarantee you that guy that was trying to recover that kick didn't realize he could step out of bounds and touch the ball and it's still out of bounds right uh so if he stayed uh you know, inbounds and touched the ball and it rolled out. You know, it's at the two-yard line. Uh, And then the other one was a face mask on a touchback on a kickoff. How does that happen? Yeah. So, but anyway. And it was a
2: blatant one. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's like, what are you doing? Um, Because chances are it's going to be a touchback, right? Uh, So, yeah. So, you know, little things like that. Certainly didn't help the defense, but they didn't help themselves by not getting out on third down. Now, we were talking with
2: Stephen Jones yesterday. I I guess I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot, but Mike asked a really interesting question about LVE being eligible to come off the injured reserve. And then the question became, is he going to play at all again this year? And the the short answer was well, he's not coming off injured, or he's not going to play right now, and he's not going to play in the next couple of weeks, and we're working on it to see for the rest of the year, is
3: I guess I hadn't really, like. Okay, so let me start right there. Steven didn't embarrass you guys, but he's got to miss one more game.
0: Okay, yes. It's he pretty four, much said he, He's, he's, four he's, a, he's games. probably not going to play the rest of the yeah, year. So and
3: No, no. He's got to miss four games, not four weeks. Okay. okay and then he's eligible to come off of injured reserve. He
0: made it sound like there's a 50-50 chance he doesn't play another snap this
3: year. I didn't take that from what he said. Okay. And oh. I haven't got any indication um that uh, it would be more than the four games. So you so expect him to play we'll against see. Carolina? Yeah. Okay. I I, I I well, let's put it this way. When you're on IR, you're not allowed to practice, right? Okay. So he hasn't he won't have practice for five weeks, including the bye, after he misses this game. And normally when guys come off of IR at that length of time, uh, they like to practice them one week and then practice them the next week to play. That's kind of what's been their kind of standard uh, you know, operation on guys that have missed that much time. You don't just give them generally one practice um, in pads and say, okay, go play when you've been out five weeks. The, have, other, the other part of it okay. is it's not, uh, from what I understand, it's not all totally physical. Some of it's mental. Let, let's remember what the guy went through, uh, you know, the previous years uh, when he had the, the neck surgery, and then you get hit like that and you get a stinger. I'm sure, you know, your mortality runs right through your brain. Uh, so I think there there was some part of it uh, that, you know, he had to get back to saying, OK, I'm good to play. I mean, he's not like sitting there in a, you know, in, in a neck brace or anything. He was actually at the game. He traveled with him. Uh, so that tells me he's he's getting real close. But you got to miss four games coming back from IR.
0: Do you have to miss six games or six weeks if you get put on it right before the season starts?
3: Oh no. If you're on it before the season starts, you're done.
0: What's the one that you have to miss like the first 6 weeks? That's if you were on uh Pup if you were something? on PUP,
3: yeah. Like if you started training camp and they put you on PUP and you weren't ready to go, then you got to No, you just got to miss. It used to be 6, it's 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 4 games now. You got okay. to miss 4. So it games. doesn't
0: matter where your bye comes.
3: Uh yeah, exactly. So okay. he actually had an extra week to you know, continue to rehab and do the things he needed to do. But the good thing was that, well, I don't know if there's a good thing, but it was a stinger. Uh, It wasn't anything structural, uh, just the kind of the way he got hit uh, in the neck uh, shoulder area, and you got to be strong enough to play. It was sort of like what happened with Tyron Smith, right? He had a stinger in practice, and when they got to the game previous Sunday, he was, he was all ready to go. He wanted to play, and the medical staff said, no, the tests we've done, you're still not strong enough there to be able to go play, and he wasn't happy with it. Uh, so he comes back this, this past Sunday and probably played his best game in quite some time, according to the coaching staff.
0: So this isn't a fun question, but my question is, who is less than they were before they got hurt? And the three candidates are Tony Pollard, Terrence Steele, and Michael Gallup. I know Gallup's been off of the injured thing for a while now, but he doesn't – to me, he's never going to be the same. He's he's not the same and never will be. Uh, And I'm just wondering with Steele and Pollard, like who would you say has just not come back anywhere close to what they used to be?
3: Yeah, um, I think the Steele and Pollard thing, um, I think Steele's still struggling. I mean, he hit the triple crown of knee injuries, right, ACL, MCL. PCL. Uh, And it hasn't even been a year yet. And, uh, you know, there's a, not only from a physical standpoint, but there's a trust factor too. Uh, And uh, I know he struggled in the game, uh, but he struggled against a very good guy. Uh, Redick is one of the top pass rushers over the last two, three seasons in the NFL. And for some reason, he's been going from team to team to team. Uh, but he's he's awfully good, and I get it. Uh, you know, he didn't have a didn't have a good day. Um, so, yeah, I've I've seen the burst in Pollard. I mean, we saw it in, in training camp. Uh, I just think the you know the run blocking uh, number one hasn't been that great. Uh, number two, uh, and I'll go back to what I said when they decided to do it this way. That you know, part of his uh, you know effect on a game was he would come in at a different speed level than what Zeke was, and it was hard for defenses to change up uh, and sit. You know, you're used to getting one speed from a back, and now here comes this guy uh, with all that lightning, uh, and, and he fools people. Well, they're, it's not being fooled when you're. Uh, you know getting that many snaps in a game you you adjust defensively. That's why I think you've seen Rico Dottle uh, get more snaps uh, and you saw his explosion uh, on that one play that got called back in a BS holding call uh, and and so you know maybe they they start doing that a little bit more um, and give him the ball and then bring in, uh, Pollard a- as the kind of explosive guy. I, I think he's healthy. Uh, and then the the Gallup thing, uh, yeah, I got to see more. Um, you know, I know he had a drop, but he also, you know, uh, attracted that uh, interference call. I did think that was a good play. The interference?
2: Yeah. I mean, I appreciated the effort he
3: showed on that to turn around, go back, and almost get flipped over by the defense. Right. Did you think it was interference on in the ball that was past five yards out of bounds? No, I did not. Those guys did not have a good day. They didn't have a good day. And, and how do you not have a good day when you call 20 penalties and you miss so many other ones right. that you let go? Right. It, it just didn't make sense. Right. But uh, I, I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're going to stick with, with Gallup, but, uh Tolbert keeps improving and you know that's the good part of that that he, he's earning snaps and you know what so is Cavante Turpin as a wide receiver yeah. that's a heck of a touchdown catch right absolutely so yeah and again you know we point all this stuff out and they still had 406 total yards on offense so if everything went perfect they should have had five um, and, and, and this was against that was supposed to be a pretty good Philadelphia defense uh, playing at home. So, again, this whole thing that, you know, what we're talking about, one or two plays would have changed the whole thing. That, that's the, the strange part of, you know, when you get beat, you got to make those plays, and they didn't make the plays uh, when they counted and came up, you know, the inch or two short or the play or two short. Now,
2: I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but Brandon Aubrey, great kicker or the greatest kicker?
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty good opening streak for a guy that never kicked uh, competitively in college and only two years in the USFL. Right. Uh, and had been a soccer player his whole life. Uh, yeah, pretty impressive. And, and that, you know, and that was the weird thing about the kick out of bounds. It's like. He's been nearly perfect on everything, been perfect on kickoffs, field goals, missed his first extra point, and now has hit every one of them since, no matter the conditions, the field, uh, you know, the circumstance in the game. Uh, it, it, it's been pretty remarkable, uh, and they only got a – uh, kind of crossed their fingers because what was it? It, it there was one point in the game when if they didn't convert that third down he was going to have to go out there from 56 right yeah and I'm thinking oh that's not fair to you know be able to set the record but they ended up getting a much closer for uh, I think it was more of a chip shot field goal for him but yeah yeah pretty remarkable and you know it was finally the NFL recognized what he was doing by uh, naming him the special teams player, not only of the week last week, but of the month too, uh, which is a nice honor. And he just kind of cr- shrugs his shoulders and goes, Well, yeah, that's fine. I just got to make the next one.
2: Appreciate the inside good, sir. We will uh, catch you again tomorrow.
3: Okay, sure thing. See ya.
2: Right now, we are going to go to the tape. There was a dispute right there about what Stephen Jones did or did not say and insinuated, I take you back to yesterday. This is Stephen Jones himself talking about Leighton Vander Esch.
1: Yeah, he's still, uh, I would say that's still a question mark as to when uh, or will
0: he come back this year. I think that's a work in progress uh, in terms of uh, his injury, but it certainly won't be uh, uh, this week or uh, for that matter, probably in the
1: next couple of weeks.
2: All right, Alec, can you back that up? About 20 seconds, and actually, you know what? You heard it. You heard it. I heard it. I when, he, when Mickey was like, I don't think that's the case, and I was like, man, I swear that's what Steven said. He said, it's up in the air about whether LVE will play again this year, and it's not going to be this week, next week, or for the foreseeable few weeks, right? Like, that's what yeah, we all I just heard, right? Hearing,
0: yeah, hearing it again, he's definitely not playing this week or next week. He's yeah. out the next two games for sure. That He's pretty much made that. That's 100%, and then it's up in the air if he's going to be able to play this year. Yep. That's, that's what I heard. Now, so I would say that I don't know who they play after Carolina. I think Washington. Is that Thanksgiving? That is correct. So he probably won't play that week because that's a short week. So maybe the, C- the Seattle game is a week a- away because remember they've right. been
2: doing Thanksgiving and then Thursday so I guess night after that.
0: Being optimistic on Layton, you're looking at maybe the Thursday after Thanksgiving if you feel like everything's progressing well. But it did make it sound like still that they're just not sure if he's going to be able to come back. But I don't know.
2: Yeah, that was I, I, I'm, I'm glad that Alec, you were able to find that we could make sure we heard what we thought we heard yesterday is I hope. LVE comes back. I hope he comes back sooner rather than later, but I understand the complications both physically and mentally that would slow that down. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the keys to the Mavericks scorching hot start. Let's talk about it right
0: here.
2: Oh, my God. Are you on the bandwagon? All right. We'll talk about it next on 105.3 The Fan.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carroll has five fouls, but Luca gave it up with a double-team pay and Kyrie
2: Irving nails a three-pointer. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I just want to remind you real quick. We're going to talk about the Mavericks, but the Swinging for the Cause event, Jared Sandler's event, we're tweaking it up, or he's tweaking it up this year. They had been doing Top Golf. This year, it is going to be, oh my gosh, it's going to be at Globe Life Field. You can take the field for the world champion, yeah, Texas not in the stands.
0: Part of it will be in the stands, yeah, but part true. of it
2: will be on the field. And there's going to be players, celebrities. You can play catch with them. I know RJ has already said the hell with everybody else. Can I play catch with these players? Yes, you have the opportunity. So go check out his event swinging for a cause. It's December 3rd. We're going to be there. You can bid to hang out with us as well. It's always a fantastic time. Yep. All right. Now, what has also been a fantastic time, Mike, is the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks did not sit Luka and or Kyrie. They played, and Kyrie. It took a second, but he really got going Great fourth and, quarter. And the Mavericks win again. Now six and one, which I believe is the second best record in the NBA.
0: Yes, uh, and this is so pleasantly surprising to me. If you remember to start the year, I said forty two and forty. Uh, I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, now they're going to win 55 or 60 games. But this is a great start. And I will say this. The effort from the Dallas Mavericks has been tremendous. I even thought they had good effort against Denver. Denver's just a a different beast that they're not ready for yet. But I've really appreciated their energy and effort.
2: Tell me more about that because sometimes I think – That's where people don't see the same thing or they get a little confused. When you say effort, you don't just mean, hey, we put our big players out there. What do you mean?
0: The effort against Denver? Yeah, or just for the whole season. For the whole season, they are running the court. They're getting back on defense. There's communication. They look like they actually care about the game. Last year, man, I felt like for 50% of the games, they didn't care. They were. It was a boring style of basketball, and I know that's off topic of effort, but it just looked like they were going through the motions. And then, you know, later in the year when people got mad at me for this, you know, and I had multiple people that are connected with the organization say, they don't like playing with each other, uh, you know. And I know that, you know, Luca wow. talked about not having fun, you know, yeah. and, and this is a challenging year and all those things. Like, there are a lot of things where – That team, for the most part, was not having fun. I'll be nice in this and say they weren't having fun playing basketball on the Dallas Mavericks last year, Okay, to to say that. Uh, And it seems like this year, last year, 10 out of 10, they don't try in that game. They're like, who cares? We're just, whatever. I guess we'll win 55 games. Like, no, you actually have to try to win 55 games. It just doesn't magically happen. Yeah, And so this year, the Denver game, and I don't want to spend time on the loss too much here. They're 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 a different beast with Jokic and Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and and Luca talked about it. We didn't talk about it because of the Rangers run, but after the game, even Luca's like, "Look, we don't we can't match this. We yeah. we need to play bigger. We need something." Now Maxi Kleba has been hurting out, and look, he's a guy that you know. He's he needs in a weird way. He needs to miss twenty five games a year to maybe be healthy for the playoff run, uh, but. They don't have the bodies to match up with Denver. That being said, they do have a lot of talent to match up with a lot of other teams in the NBA. That's just a mismatch situation in that scenario. And last night, it looked like I was going to be right in this matter of is it was 46-31, to 31, I believe, in I the second is, quarter. I
2: think that is correct.
0: And so it's just like they just – this is the way the NBA works now. Teams just decide to take off games. They don't want to fight through the fatigue of having to play a back-to-back. And the Mavericks did. The Mavericks' third quarter was tremendous. They carried it on into the fourth quarter. There were ups and downs. It's an NBA basketball game. But I was really impressed with how much they wanted to win last night because – last year that was not the case for the majority of their games
2: and I love that if a play doesn't go your way you just keep on playing I'm not saying yeah. that's gonna be the case every single time but I do like seeing that I was I, I want to get your take on Derek Lively because you know what's really interesting I think you saw the hybrid version of the good and bad that can come along with him last night yeah. is because he got into foul trouble really, really quickly. Yeah. And that sometimes happens to him. But he was able to play through some of that foul trouble and have a impactful enough game. Like I, I know yeah. it's it wasn't as good as his game before when he was 15 and 14, but I thought he had a solid game, especially considering he got into foul trouble in a
1: hurry.
0: Yes, Derek Lively has been outstanding as a 19-year-old starting center in the NBA. And, look, last night, 16 minutes because of foul trouble. He had five fouls. Now, there's been other games where they've just decided to go in another direction because of matchups and stuff, and I totally get it. But, man, I do think the Mavericks, For this is going to be crazy, Kevin, because you know the Mavericks history well. For the first time in Mavericks history, I think they drafted a center.
2: Okay. I'm really
0: glad that you said that because – and they since 1980. If you're younger, 1980 was the start of the Dallas Mavericks. They've literally never yep. drafted a center who's worked out.
2: And that's the thing is when you point to like, hey Tyson Chandler, we're like, well, we didn't draft him. Yeah, he was at here all. for one year. Is uh, but that's why we, we, he's so beloved because we're so yeah. short. James Donaldson, we got position. from the L.A.
0: Clippers. He did make the All Star team in 1988, but we did not draft him and have him the majority of his career.
2: It's been seven games for Derek Lively, and I, I realize like you know you can kind of craft these stats however you want. Right, but. One thing I am super encouraged by, in seven games, Derek Lively has had double-digit rebounding three times. All right? And that's one of the things we talked about. I told you I thought he has an elite defense and shot-blocking tool. Well, all of a sudden, you're starting to see some flashes of those rebounding look. His offensive game, it's going to take a while to get where you want. But but, he's shown potential in that, Yes, he has. And I think he's showing that he can be the prototypical big for this team. I'm not saying... He would work exactly the same on every team in the NBA. But for this team, for what they need him for, I think he is looking fantastic.
0: I am with you. Now, that being said, uh, look, if he was the first overall pick and supposed to be a franchise changer, you'd you'd sure. be like, uh, oh, you know, I want him to be more. But where the Mavericks drafted him, what they need him to be with Luca, and you're hoping for a decade, right? You're hoping yes. Luca's here for another decade. Yes. You're hoping Derek Lively's here for a decade. He does look like a really nice fit. And a guy who can keep improving, too, because he's – I'm expecting him to put on 20 pounds in the next two to three years, not all in one offseason, but, like, he is – going to get better he's shown touch like his free throw is i think he's 50 percent so far from the line but there's a shot there right i don't know if he's ever going to be able to shoot an nba three pointer but that might come three to five to seven years from now like i don't know but the ability to finish around the rim uh violently and sometimes with finesse has been really nice
2: and i think you're right about maybe two years when the body fills out both in terms of he's going to have to work on it, and then just naturally yeah. his body will fill up more because he's only Tyson 19. was a weak
0: guy yeah. with the Chicago Bulls. If you don't know where he came from, he started off with the Bulls, was, was really weak. People in Chicago said this was a horrible pick. We screwed up tremendously. It was when he got with Chris Paul. Isn't this interesting? Yes. Tyson Chandler looked like a trash player in the NBA who was going to be a guy who played 15 to 20 minutes a night, and you're going to be disappointed with. And Chris Paul changed the outlook and the outcome of that player. And I do think that Kyrie and Luca have that ability to make a guy like a Tyson Chandler, like a Derek Livey, look like a really nice offensive weapon at times.
2: And I'm going to throw this in there as there's a lot of there's a lot of congratulations to go around early in the season. And this might sound like a minute point, but I don't think it's going to end up being Grant Williams can drop in a few more points than anticipated. I think when we came here, we talked about his defensive abilities, and I had him kind of pegged at about 12 points. It's early in the season, but he looks like somebody who can maybe give you 15 points a game. And I know you might be like, oh, three points, big deal. But three points on your average, that's hugely different, and that's a big step from him. And so if he can keep the defensive ability and energy he brings and give you that extra bucket a night, let's say – That's a big deal.
0: Yes, he has been a very nice ad and is fitting in well. I will say, uh, whoever it is, I believe it's Nico. I think we need to give Nico credit here, but obviously there's other people involved in offseason stuff. It looks like with... What they did, they did a good job of getting pieces that fit Luca and Kyrie. Yes. Luca is playing at a much faster pace. They're not playing the most boring offense in the history of basketball <laughs> he anymore. Hated that offense, I think last every year. every player hated it. Uh, even hear from Jalen Brunson, I was like, man, I had to get used to just standing and watching. Yeah. You know, like, it's not fun. It's not fun for any of the basketball players playing with Luka. You accept it because of how great Luka is, but now they're pushing the ball. They're trying to get early baskets. There's actually people that don't have the basketball, that besides setting a pick for Luka, are actually moving. Last night, if you go back and look, Kyrie hit a big three late in the game, and it was off of a Luka pass. And then they pushed the ball. Then Kyrie passes to Luka in transition, and he hits a big three, which those two threes kind of made you feel like we're going to win this game. This, they, they just put this game away by those two guys working together. But – Kyrie wasn't standing at the wing for 20 seconds just waiting because they wouldn't leave him wide open. He actually worked from baseline to wing, so moving without the ball and another guy moving without the ball caused the defense to not know where guys were. So I think Jason Kidd deserves credit for telling these guys, we are going to push the ball more, and they are. And then guys are moving without the basketball, making it a little bit more difficult for the other team's defense to go, we know where three guys are going to be. They're never moving. And these guys are actually moving at times without the ball, making it more difficult to guard. And I think if I could just tag on one
2: more thing to that, if you can hit that magical season, which it's way early, I'm going to say that several times, But it's looking like maybe you could where Luca hits 40% or hell, 38 or 39% of his threes, considering how many threes he shoots. That is going to be magical. So I think you're onto something there is not only is he still just as good, if not better, than he's ever been in his career. His ability to contribute the exact same way when the pace of play
0: is being picked up yeah i
2: cannot overstate how important that is for this yeah. team.
0: i can't tell you how fun it's been watching what i call real basketball i i i love luca i love luca last year whether you say th- no you didn't you said all these bad things about him yeah i say bad things about people when they don't do well it doesn't mean that i don't think they're not great lucas style james harden style is the most boring style of basketball that you can watch from an, uh, an a spectator standpoint it doesn't mean that it doesn't work But it is really boring to watch. This has not been boring to watch these Dallas Mavericks play basketball. And they have taken advantage, Kevin, of their schedule. I remember at the start of the year, I said they really need to be 7-3 and after their first 10 games. There's three more games, home against Toronto, home against the Clippers, and at New Orleans. That will end their first 10 games of the year. And I thought, boy, looking at this schedule, they need to get off to a good start because it's a soft schedule to start. And you have to be really proud of the Mavs. They were able to win without Kyrie yep. a couple times. Uh, last night, the guys, uh, you know, I wanted to say a different word, that which would probably not go on the air uh, well, but they – gutted up i will say Yep. and they said we're gonna play tonight and we're gonna play hard i don't care that we played last night in dallas we got on a plane and flew to orlando on the most beautiful plane you can fly on with all the treats and eats you can have then spent the night at a five-star resort hotel and then woke up and got ready to play a basketball they decided to play and last year a hundred percent of the time that team did not want to play that basketball game and so there's something different here there's something about the chemistry. There's something about the liking everybody as a player. They're not 15 individuals wearing a Dallas Mavericks jersey. They seem to be 15 guys wanting to wear the same jersey and work with each other. There's. I'll even give this real quick. Derrick Jones Jr. is way better than I thought. Even at the start of the year, I was like, what are we doing? This dude's been in the league. Everybody's yeah. tried it. Pat Riley tried to use him, couldn't use him. Like. The Mavericks are figuring out a way, and we'll see, it's seven games, but they're figuring out a way to use a guy in Derrick Jones Jr. that the NBA had given up on.
2: He already had back-to-back games in the Memphis and Chicago game where he probably scored more points than you thought he would all season, right? I
0: was like, what are we doing, man? Like, Derrick Jones Jr., okay. But, like, and not in an okay, good way, fine. Like, I can't believe we're doing this. But it is working out. And this is where Jason Kidd is very confusing to me. His first year as a coach, really good job. Second year as a coach, I don't know if you could have done worse. And now through seven games and only seven games, he seems to be pressing right buttons. He seems to be and I know it's not all him making substitution decisions. He's not playing Luca 12 straight minutes, because if you're going to play at a pace like this, you can't Agreed. play him 12 straight minutes in a game, and so he's doing a good job of rotations. And so I've just been really impressed so far. I don't know where this season's going if it is going to be a, a championship season. I do think this. You're what a chi- great start. You're a Chicago guy. Yep, through your son, Yep, is I do think he doesn't fit perfectly, but I do think their center would make a lot of sense here. Vucevic? Yes, because right now you are having to play Dwight Powell, God bless him, but you are having to play him still half of the game, and I don't know if you do have a good season. I don't know come playoff time. We've seen it. If you can literally play Dwight Powell 24 minutes a game and win consistently... And
2: they're ready to they're ready to tear that thing down. For and good so, in Chicago. What, what do you so. think,
0: real quick? Maybe it's for another topic. Do you think that that would be an okay fit to team up with Lively? No,
2: I do think that's a good fit because physically they're astonishingly different. But that, but and yeah. he can stretch the floor a little bit more. That 11, eleven,
0: twelve rebounds a game.
2: That contract is hefty. I mean, I'm going to
0: go check on that, okay. but I, I believe it's under
2: thirty a year. But okay, go, go no, on. it is, it okay. is.
0: But I, I don't know. If hey, Tim Hardaway Jr., I like what Gavin Dawson's doing. Keep look, shooting the. Hey, Tim Hardaway Jr. is is putting himself back on the market as a piece. Yes. Because in the offseason, it was a non touchable start when the Mavericks, were like, what about Tim Hardaway Jr.? 29 teams are like, you keep him. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 1053 The Fan. Coming up next, it's
2: time for Gridiron Gravy. We went through some of the regular NFL midseason awards, but what about the unconventional? midseason awards. Let's talk about it next right here in the fan. So 10-3, Dallas by 7, last 43 seconds of the first quarter. Short
1: shelf life on these
2: guys. I'm saying Rams
1: saying really. in
2: white shirts, blue helmets, and yellow pants. They're going to blitz Stafford. He throws it to the left. Picked off by Bland. He's done it again. Look at me, Ma. I came back home. A house call for Duran Bland. KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We will talk about Deron Bland momentarily as we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy.
0: We're the world champs, man! I I don't know, know. Texas Rangers world champs football nuggets is
2: on NFL.com. They had their unconventional mid season awards. And I really like this because one of them is who's the best player nobody saw coming on offense? And they said Puka Nakua, which yeah. makes all the sense in the world to me. But then we get to best player nobody saw coming on defense, Duran Bland. Is I I we all like Duron Bland, but you say Trayvon Diggs goes down, but we're still going to have somebody who can be a pick six machine. I would not have guessed that, so Deron Bland, the player, nobody saw
0: coming defensively. Do you agree with that? I like that, okay? yeah, I don't know all the like I don't know who for the Cowboys, yes, what yes. I'm saying is a obviously the made huge news early he on did. it's It's easier to know offensive players who are making noise because there's real stats. If that, like, In your face, defense. Well, it's stats. not like man, he was really close to him and made the play difficult. And then that one, man, he covered him, and that's why they didn't throw that way. And he's doing a really good job of reading zones and really, you know, making sure that he's reading the quarterback's eyes. Like, there's no stats for that, so right. it's always tough for defense to know. Like, they're they're doing a great job. All right, based off of interceptions and sacks, I guess. Yeah, those yeah. are the only stats. Oh, you know, take that pressures. Yeah. Those oh, my God. do you not do no, you discount I, pressures? Did the pressure lead to a positive play for your defense? Okay. All right. I pressured Patrick Mahomes. He just threw a 40-yard touchdown. I don't give a crap about that pressure. <laughs> okay. That Look, that does make sense. I made a good pitch. Uh, Andrew I, Jones hit it out of the ballpark. Nobody gives a crap that it was a good pitch. <laughs> Especially Pat Corrales, who's screaming at me from the dugout. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> I knew there had to be some sort
2: of personal connection on this statistic. All right. You talked about the difficulty that you had finding the game. Sportstvratings.com says 9.2 million people watched the Dolphins-Chiefs game that was live from Germany at 9.30 in the morning Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. It was televised exclusively by the NFL Network. Do you think they view that number as a big win? That is in line essentially with game, with the World Series. Yes. So do you think they got to be stoked that we just took over another time slot on Sunday? So it's not just 12. It's not just 325. It's not just 715. The, we the, took
0: over the morning one, too. The teams matter in that. I could see that. If that would have been Jets chargers like last night, throw up in my mouth. To your point. Well, Corey's hopefully opening his mouth for that. I do
2: hope that he's okay. Is last year it was Seahawks and Bucks, and that got 5.8 million. So, yeah. to your point, the rating did go up I massively. Don't, I
0: don't think I would have been searching that hard if it was a two blah teams, even okay. if it was like Giants, uh, Washington, whatever they want to call themselves. It's still a commander. Okay, good for them. Uh, and I know that's a divisional game in the Cowboys division, wouldn't have cared. Just tell me how Daniel Jones got hurt and tell me how Sam Howell threw for 250 yards and maybe is looking better. Okay, let's go
2: from that to, are you guys invested
0: at all in the
2: saga of will Aaron Rodgers come back this season? Because to add into it, he told Derwin James after the Chargers-Jets game, give me a few more weeks. And he's not on crutches anymore. We've seen the little slow motion dropbacks and I know a lot of people are caught up in this are you interested in the medical progress of Aaron Rodgers
0: Yes because I am a little bit like Gavin Dawson here you can rip your Achilles in your ankle and still play 3 months later that doesn't make sense that's usually a at times a career ender sure. at least a year sure. like I was wondering like will he be ready like for training camp to really Yeah, or will he be ready for week one, or will it be like week four? This would be, uh, I guess, a medical miracle in a way that you can now go, all right, man, you ripped your Achilles out. You'll be ready in three to four months.
2: Puts a lot of pressure on other people. Yeah, what's up with all these
0: people doing Tommy Johns? What's wrong with you guys? Let's get this thing down to three months. How much would that help out the Rangers at times? Like I, Yeah. You know, Jacob DeGrom, the he'll people. be ready in August. Not like August of the next year. Yeah, no, he'll like be August ready in this, this August. Year.
2: Yeah, and if you did get Clayton Kershaw, I'd be ready for the beginning of the season. All kinds of amazing stuff would be happening. All right, let's go to Monday Night Football. If you can fire me off a little audio from that Monday Night Football game.
3: So let's see if Darius Davis can get something going here in the punt return game. And this is returnable. This is oh, Absolutely. Low- And he has fielded it at the 13, sets up his blockers, running left to right. There we go. Darius Davis, 35, 40. Turn on the Jets, Darius. 40, 30, 20,
2: 10. Darius Davis, house call, touchdown, Chargers. Now, both teams, the Chargers and Jets are now 4-4. and Not the most glowing recommendation in the world for Robert Sala, who said, this wasn't Zach Wilson's best game, but it wasn't even close to his worst game. So, I
0: guess that's praise. Swole. It's not working out for him. <laughs> no. Let's just say he's the next Sam Darnold of the Jets. It's, there was an opportunity here. I know he didn't get to train as the number one in training camp, but now that he's had seven games to start... Because he obviously didn't start the first game, came yeah. in. I understand he wasn't prepared for that one. It's Zach Wilson's a bust. It's just not going to work out. He's not an NFL quarterback. He can stick around the league as a backup, I guess. Sure, but it is what it is. He he was a BYU. Probably COVID helped him out a lot, to be honest. Interestingly enough, would have played more. Maybe he would have been exposed got exposed more. more. Yeah. Interestingly enough, COVID probably helped out Trey Lance. Too. I
2: was just thinking that too. Is Zach Wilson threw for about twice as many yards as Justin Herbert did yesterday? Justin Herbert, hey, they still got the win. That's what really matters. 16 to 30 for 136 yards in that game. But special teams, things happening, and the Chargers defeat the Jets 27 to 6. Let's go from that to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey now has a career total of. 10,941
0: receiving yards, which is one yard better than Tony Gonzalez. In your face, Tony G. I'll tell you what, though. Thank God we got David LaFleur in that draft, that one. Some people do think that we had the choice. We did not have the choice. Tony Gonzalez went earlier in the draft, and in fact, way earlier. It wasn't like one pick earlier. He was like right around the ninth or tenth pick, and then Lafleur was around the twentieth pick.
2: You know what? That could be a really fun segment someday. What's the draft mistake you're mad about that didn't actually happen? Like people are like, "Oh, the Mavericks could have drafted Michael Jordan," and you're like,
0: "They could not have drafted Charles Barkley." That is
2: that is true, and that stings. But I wonder how many people think about that.
0: Going back to an earlier segment, Sam Perkins, even though he didn't play center for the most part, with the Dallas Mavericks, they kind of, at that point, they were trying to replace Pat Cummings and Curt Nymphius. So that was our center situation going into 84 or whatever, is that was probably, if you look at who could Derek Lively replace as the greatest drafted center in Mavs history, I guess you could go with Sam Perkins, even though he went to power forward pretty soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty quickly, I guess, would be the better word. That's okay. I understood what you meant, nonetheless. Is Thanks. DeMar Hamlin. He is starting a scholarship to honor, quote, my Cincinnati heroes. Obviously, I think that's really cool. He's already done some really great stuff with this money. Is Hamlin's Chasing M's Foundation announced a new scholarship program, DeMar Hamlin's Cincinnati Heroes Scholarship. They'll award scholarships in the names of 10 people who were involved in his care in Cincinnati. So I really appreciate the astonishing comeback that he has made and how he is trying to put all of that to good use. And by the way, barring a setback, the Cardinals are looking to start Kyler Murray this week. So if you're wondering when we're going to go look at Kyler Murray, looks like it is going to be this
0: week. They are really probably hoping he does not get hurt. Cause if I remember this uh, correctly, maybe I'll be embarrassed by this later, but uh, if I remember this correctly, if he gets hurt and he's like hurt at the end of the year, his contract may be guarantees with for the, next yeah, year or something yeah, yeah. like that. So I remember that story early in the year going, man, they really need Kyler to not get hurt so they can take the quarterback of the future and kind of get out of some guaranteed money.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?